folks. Welcome to Yelling About That Day. I am Carl Hess. With me, as always, Joel Miller. Hey. Coming in hot and sure. with new fingernail polish. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you look right. great. You look, you. you look pretty. Can this I say is, that? This, I, I Just feel one pretty. man telling his friend that he looks pretty. I, I, thank you. I, don't, I feel like... They're multicolored, tell, folks. Tell it's it not enough. one color. It's not all black. He's they not are, goth. It's, I'm not goth, no. It's, it's popping colors. Yeah, they're hot. Well, shit. Now I, I need something new. Uh, I need to gotta, spice up my look. I maybe eye makeup for you. Mm, okay, you could do a little no. smoky eye. Spooky season's over. We're moving into we're moving into the season of excess. No, I painted my nails for my Halloween costume. Okay, yesterday. well it looks good. Just keep hey, that look. I I think I feel like I want to, but it's also hard for me to tell now how dirty my nails are. Like I can feel <laughs> it covers it up though. I can feel that there's stuff underneath there, and like I'm a I'm a really staunch like sure. nail cleaner sure like i don't buy my nails i like like you clip them and i clean them all the time because i'm you know working with my hands sure and but uh it's really hot. i can feel it so it's like un, it's like unnerving right mm. now like, I well feel, it looks cool it's a yeah. sexy look it's a dominant look i feel shout out to yes. you king thank you very much um so, starting out with some exciting news as you know the whole reason we started this podcast was so we could get free food and booze as much as possible i mean i'm just wait is it We've been very upfront with that as the has whole scheme has of the podcast. Has it changed? We've gotten some stuff. Which is well, great. we're announcing our first sponsor today. Oh. Brrr, uh, we, have, we have decided to bring on board as a sponsor Ford's Gin. Oh. Botanicals you all up in this booth. You knew it was going to be uh, a fine booze brand when we finally decided to partner with someone as an official podcast sponsor. Ford's is a great gin brand. It's a great cocktail gin I've Ford's always, Gin, more than just Model Ts. Exactly. I've always loved it. Uh, I think uh, I think they're a cool company to work with. Plus, yeah. it's, plus, it's like you just like look good with a martini in your hand. I think we all can acknowledge. You feel it. good with a martini in your belly. Damn right. I feel great every time I have a martini. I mean, it's uh, my, it, one of my favorite all time ten drinks. I'm a gin guy. Though. I'm a gin guy. You know, gin Ricky. Oh, martinis. Man. End of list. Come on. Or just gin on the ice. The two Honestly, best drinks. Gin on ice. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of that. It's a classic drink. It's, it's a great. gentleman's beverage. It is a gentleman's beverage. Um, yeah, we're, we're happy to be partnering with Ford's. We're going to be doing some events with them. They're going to be giving us free booze. Oh, wow. Um, you know, maybe maybe in the, in the future when guests come in, it's like, I have a little cart. I have a little beverage a cart. I'm, cart. Like, I'm like, martini? Yeah. Would you care for a martini? Yeah, I sure, mean, we usually record at 11 a.m. on a Monday, but sometimes that's how you want to start your week. You know that there is no wrong time for a martini, right? You can have a breakfast martini, that's true. by the way. Little bacon, little eggs, little that's pancakes. True. That's very true. And then true. that martini kind of just brings it all together. You know, there's, uh, no, there's no bad time for a martini. If you're having a martini right now, whatever time it is, to you. good job. You're doing uh, great. Fours is a cool company. They, you know, it's made in England as all good gin is, but it sources its botanicals from around the world. Simon Ford, the owner, cool guy, traveling around the world drinking. I mean, that's the dream. Gallivanting about to right. various 100%. booze industry events, sipping martinis. Uh, they have a martini fountain, which is very tight. Uh, oh, I think they might be yeah. the pioneers of the martini fountain. Bring it on. Um, Move over, chocolate fountain. So yeah, now that we're like sponsored drinkers, I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'll like become bring... like a crippling alcoholic. Well, no, no, that comes years <laughs> down the line. But I was thinking like maybe add some British gentleman flair to my look, you know? Oh yeah. You like do a Peaky Blinders thing. Yeah. Maybe get, get a hair. One of those type. hats. Oh, and the hair. You can do the hair. Yeah. Or, or like just roll around with an umbrella because jauntily. Because this is not, this is not a British look that you right. have going on right now. Yeah. Maybe I need, now that I'm a professional martini drinker. Yeah. Maybe like a cravat of some kind. If I had a cravat. It's time to bring back the mustache. Mm, the mustache needs to make a return. Oh, I don't know. The mustache is pretty controversial. I don't think so. I think it's great. Okay. I could see it. A well-trimmed mustache. A well-coiffed uh, mustache. A, a martini glass in my hand. Bow, t bow ties, perhaps. Bow tie. A bow tie. Me in the parlor regaling uh, the fellas uh, with uh, some sort of... Bon Mott, some sort of wearing, hilarious story. Wearing brogues, you know, every mm, day. Yeah, I could go full British gentleman. You could. Really I lean could. into I it. I can't pull that off mm. because people would go, no. Okay. Stop but you, it. But you're, the, you're a Jin Ricky guy. I am a Ricky guy. Yeah. I'm, I, I love a Ricky. I just love the effervescence and I like lime. And it's, it's no, an all-time cocktail. It's an all-time cocktail. Well, no, if you don't you know, know what a Jin Ricky is, it's basically just gin with sugar and, and, Half a lime. and lime. Yeah. And that's it. 
And that's just like a daiquiri. It's like, a highball, baby. Yeah, like a daiquiri is just rum, sugar, and lime. Right. It's one of the best cocktails of all time it's a because ten, of its simplicity. It's a top 10 cocktail. And a Ricky is basically that in a Collins glass, you know, with soda water. Well, it's just I easy mean, drinking. It's basically just that. It's not just that. It's not, it's not rum. It's gin. Right, but it's gin. There's it's the no gin sugar. version of that. No but sugar. You do use sugar. Traditionally, you use sugar. No, it's a li- it's little to no sugar. It's mm. traditional. Okay. Traditionally, little. I think to that's no why sugar. I like it because you know you can put I, down daiquiris, but then you're like, I've just consumed like a half pound of sugar. It's just a lot. It's just a lot of sugar, and like I just like it's just an easy drinker. Yeah, we're healthy. We're it, healthy boys. It goes down. It goes down good. It pairs well with basically anything. You know, Ricky with a fucking steak, and you know, Ricky with a salad. We we were you at know, the Ricky Prince. Tiki It's great. We were at the Prince in Koreatown, a fine drinking establishment. A great water. Uh, bowl. Drinking some gin Rickies just this very weekend, and let me tell you, they were going down smooth. They were going down great. I make a they make a damn fine Ricky. Uh, really? I'm a big fan of high. Like I want like yeah, more high lime acid. juice, like because like I, it's like a splash of lime, but I want like two ounces of lime mm-hmm. with two ounces. Right. Of, Plus, it's of vitamins. Lime. Yeah, there's tons of vitamins. I'm healthy as hell. Also, as I say, we're moving out of spooky season. We're moving into season of excess. The holidays are coming up. Oh, it's officially it's over. A, it's it's a, November yeah, 1st. It's a heavy eating season we're moving into. And I think like a Ricky or a Martini is like kind of a perfect drink to complement a bunch of heavy shit. Because if you're like eating 100%. pie and like heavy meats and stuffed goose, as one does, but then you have like a crisp, you're not eating stuffed goose. You're fine. Yeah, and then if you have a crisp like citrusy Martini to sip on the side, that's like of a course. perfect counterbalance or like a really nice lime heavy ricky that's a great counterbalance to all this heavy shit that we're going to be eating oh man i'm i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to packing it on because i'm more so i always prefer like a crisp citrusy martini with a twist as opposed to a, a very briny salty yeah I'm a twist i like guy. that sometimes i don't i don't but like i'll go i I'll need go, the twist i'll go a gin martini with a twist served up right um or Maybe a 50-50. If I'm I'm feeling froggy. Ooh, 50-50. If I'm feeling froggy. For our listeners that don't know, 50-50 martini is when it's half vermouth. So, you know, the classic way when you see, like, people in the movies, they're like, martini, let's get out of these clothes and do a dry martini. Dry martini. Dry just means very little vermouth. (laughs) Who has ever said that? That's from The Simpsons. No, no, I know that I know that it's from The Simpsons, and I'm, I'm sure it was said like in the twi- uh, various in the playboys throughout the ages have said it. You I know, would imagine, you, you know, Hef before you know, rest in peace, I guess. Uh, before he passed, he probably yeah. said that. Well, there there was like times. always this joke about like you know what's what's the amount of vermouth you want in your martini, and it's like you just look at a bottle of vermouth, you don't even use it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so the traditional thing was always like very dry, and like yeah. that was cool, but like now because there's more good vermouth around, right. In the last ten years. People have been doing like higher vermouth martinis. A half and half martini can be really good. So you know, if if uh, if you haven't tried it, I'd say get in there and give that a shot because yeah. it is a, is a you use good vermouth like a Dolan Dry, yeah. even a Dolan Blanc if you want to get crazy. I, I'm a I go it's in my fridge it's Dolan Dry. I use honestly Gordon's, but now I'm a Ford's man because okay, we've we're changed. Ford's we're Ford's men. We're so company men. We're company men. Uh-huh. Uh, Ford's will be it'll be a Ford's martini. So, you know, um, you know, with a twist. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like I, you know, the whole shaken versus stirred, like traditionally you right. want to stir it. Yeah. Traditionally martinis but are stirred. I like a, like a steakhouse martini, sure. which is just like shaken to cinders. shards There's, of ice. It's like, it's like a nearly frozen lake on top <laughs> where you can see the ice and it's like still like slowly diluting it, but it's like cold as shit. Cause you're shaking it in a tin. I prefer, oh, I, lo- I, I prefer the it. silky smooth stirred. But it sometimes, just where I'm at. It sometimes where I'm at. you want just shit shaken. I just want that aggro, yeah, bro with just like martini <laughs> with like just like ice chunks floating at it. You oh, know yeah. that's going to be refreshing. It's going to be great. I'm the other thing fan. that's great about martinis is you can pre-make them and then just keep them in a bottle in your fridge because it's 100%. all booze, so it won't freeze. Yeah. So you basically just you know you can mix the gin and the vermouth to your specifications and bottle it up. And bottle throw it up it in the freezer. Put that in the freezer. RTG, ready to. Go. Ready to go. Ready to then go. Then when you have guests over, maybe uh, uh, um, you know someone you're trying to impress romantically, f- flip open the freezer, pour out I a think perfectly mixed ice cold martini. I think if you're going to impress someone though, stirring a martini mm, yeah, and like having right. like a true like glass and right. and the coops well, are like not everyone glasses. is professional drinkers like us. They might not have a a crystal mixing glass in their kitchen as we do. I, I do as I do of course. I mean, what, how else are you a mixing gold your bar drinks? spoon a cut crystal glass decanter i mean we have all the things everything uh you should have that i mean now is if, if you're looking to up your cocktail game 
You need a bar cart. You need a bar cart. You need at least a mixing glass and a spoon. You need forged gin on that and bar cart. You need cart. forged gin you on it. Forged gin and whatever uh, other spirits you might enjoy. And we're not just enjoy. saying that because we are now sponsored. It's it's from the heart, you know. And uh, you know, there's no better time of year to get into fixing cocktails because sometimes you're not going to make it through the the holidays unless you like slug back a few stiff drinks. Here's the thing, man. You have two martinis. That's all booze, baby. <laughs> and you can you can navigate any any murky fam, familial waters mm. that you might have to have to do if you're in I don't know wherever else. Yeah, sometimes you need a drink you need that's some courage. all that's all alcohol. That's just booze. Sometimes on you don't booze. have time for other mixes or additives. And sure, you could take a shot, but that's not yeah, classy. Yeah, that's not classy. You can't walk around right. slugging no. out of a bottle. No. Everyone's going to think you're an, a crazy alcoholic right. instead of just a classy alcoholic. Right. That's that's not sustainable. Like sexy drinking not exactly. that like hillbilly like you know backwoods drinking where you're like drinking <laughs> out of a jug there that says sh- three never x's on the be front a jug with three x's in your home if you have a jug with three x's in your home things have gone either, off the rails either, either you're in like a washboard band you know what i mean you're well let's show the jug. that's true let me put one caveat if you are actively in a washboard band you should absolutely you have need a jug, a jug with, three with three x's on it but do not drink out of it only use it for blowing into in the middle of a hoedown if you start <laughs> drinking out of it i mean turn your life around start drinking martinis as we are going to be doing. Well, we're very excited. Um, a great, a great natural sponsor. Shout out to the sponsor, Spout Ford's. Out, shout Gen. out to Ford's. Go buy some, um, please. It's been a, uh, it's been a good weekend of eating. I went to a, a pierogi pop up called Good Pierogi. Oh yeah. Um, I've been dying to try this place just because L.A. for all its amazing culinary landscape. Very few pierogies available. You know, I don't see many pierogies when I travel about. Mm. I mean, it's like a, it's a regional thing, right? Well, you know, I, I went with uh, top 10 guests and food writer Danny Palumbo. He's from Pittsburgh. I grew up in the Philadelphia area. And it's a very Pennsylvania thing. Okay. I know there's a big Polish population. It's all Polish about that Commonwealth, man. But like we used to go skiing in the Poconos, like a mountains a few hours north of Philly. Yeah. And it would be like, you know, the skiing was like fine. That sounds fancy. Is it fancy? No, it's not. It's the terrible. The Poconos are not fancy. The Poconos it's not are like not Aspen terrible. or something. It, it's like... Or Vale. No, it's not like that at oh, all. Right. It's just like very small mountain. But it was fun because you're a kid. But the highlight was always getting these pierogies for lunch. And they were like really thick skinned. And filled with potato and just cheese. Just like people from Pennsylvania. Exactly. Thick skin. Hearty. Filled with cheese. <laughs> just like the men and women who make this great commonwealth great. Beautiful. It's not a state. It's a commonwealth. It's a commonwealth. But that, that was a style that I was used to growing up. But this style, um, made by this Polish uh, chef, is a, it's a much thinner skin. It's a much more delicate like type a, of dumpling. Okay. And I really liked it because I hadn't really... It, it's baked or fried? Yeah, it's fried, and she makes them to order. She makes them to order, and I'm assuming, yeah, fried, Uh, but but not boiled, not fried in oil, not crispy. Oh, okay. Like uh, like a soup dumpling, like like a pot steak. Maybe they were steamed. I'm not actually sure. I don't know. Yeah, but they were really good, and the thinness made it like, you know, you think like Russian food, Polish food, heavy like dumplings, but these were like really delicate. They were almost like uh, soup dumpling level delicateness sure uh not that much liquid inside but they had squash inside okay and they had like caramelized onions on top and they Sounds were just great. they were so good that and, good. and that, that was served nice. with uh have like a dipping sauce or no no like there was some sauce on it but the other thing that i really ketchup perhaps I no know. no you would probably <laughs> want to do ketchup that would probably be an affront to the, well, the polish the, really? people and the polish culture uh, i don't know man you wouldn't i, don't know, do I that. honestly don't know much about polish food um well a, i'll tell you smorgasbord the snack is uh it was Polish dark pumpernickel bread or dark bread. rye bread, you know, the really dark brown bread. Just like a lot of cabbage. And then, no, it was smoked sprats, little smoked fish, and butter. So, that it, was, good. so it was basically just like the classic, uh, you know, thing that you'd get at like Found Oyster or like all the cool restaurants now. They're right. like, we got grilled bread with butter and, and fucking bocarones yeah. yeah. or, you know, which is a great seafoods yeah. in. Which is great. So I think that combo of like really good bread with butter and fish, I mean, that's, that's all I want. So you had a good time. I had a fucking great time. You had time. a good time? I had a great time. It was at Walt's Bar in Eagle Rock. Shout out to Walt's. Great little operation they got going over there. Any place you can get natural wine and a hot dog and play pinball, that's my kind of operation. Is that your vibe? Is that what you want Is that where you're going? I Find Carl at Walt's Bar drinking Ford's Gin. Actually, you can't drink Ford's Gin there. You can't because they don't, don't have a full liquor, bar. Yeah. It's just beer and wine. And I only drink in establishments where I can drink Ford's. Shout out to the sponsor. Wow. But uh, I do like the idea that... Uh, 
bars will just have like a like a hot dog machine. You know, I, I like a hot dog machine. I might not I might not even get a hot dog, but I I feel safe. Wait, is it like on knowing a it's there like on rollers? Oh, you better believe it. If you have a hot dog machine that doesn't have rollers, what are you doing? I I don't know. I guess you want to watch those idiot. You want to watch those beautiful dogs go See, that's round why I used and round. To like uh, about Friedman's. I don't know if they do it because it's Greekman's now, but like if Friedman's had. A hot dog, did have a hot dog, hot machine. dog roller, and it was a really good hot dog. Like mm. great snap. Yeah, I think they put like uh, cream cheese in it too. I hope they still have those hot dogs. It was like cream Here, here's cheese what I and think it is. And stuff. So Friedman's, which is a great, uh, if you haven't been there, it's in Echo Park. It's a great like kind of neo Jewish deli. It's like a restaurant deli type situation, Jewish food centered. But then over the summer and still going, they changed their outdoor patio to Greekman's, a Greek pop up with an all Greek menu and Greek natural wine. It was great. Yeah. Uh, we should go eat there if they're still doing it. But uh, inside, I think you can still get the brisket sandwich and okay. the hot dog. Okay. So if you're if you're craving that dog, because sometimes only a hot dog will do. I was out shopping uh, for my weekly provisions, right? Sure. Um, Costco? A, no, no, no. I went to. They have a pretty good hot dog. I went to, at Costco. Okay. I went to the Good Ralphs and okay. like the Good Ralphs. The, the, no, I'm, and there is a which good one's Ra- the good one? The Good Ralphs is on Third and La Brea because it has it has. Everything. That is there. a pretty nice route. It's, an, it's, it's an, always it's very inc- busy, though. It is, but you know what? It's not hard to like navigate okay. at all. Like it's parking is ample. For, parking is parking very is fucking ample, ample. Parking and that's important ample. over there. But I was thinking, I was just like, man, a hot dog. I was watching football during the day. I was like, man, a hot dog sounds really good, and I didn't do it. But I thought about doing it. And I feel like that's how everyone feels about hot dogs is that if they're there, you think about it. You always think about it. Like when you leave a bar at fucking, you know, 2 a.m. Right. and you see the hot dog cart, sure. you don't get it all mm. the time. You maybe right. never you, you get think it. about it. But you always think about eating a hot dog. Well, I think I may have talked about this before, but it's probably one of my greatest feats of like of uh, culinary mastery was when, you know, L.A. is famous for having the street dogs are wrapped in bacon. They're right. covered in grilled onions, grilled peppers. They, everything. They Give put, the works. They put ketchup, mayo, mustard, everything on there. And my record, it was five in one city. That's too much. It was insane. Like Two I don't, is too much. I don't even... Two is too much. Two is too, two much. Is too much. You double down, and then, and went then I one on top up. of that. Like, the guy, the, the vendor went through, like, the five stages of, like, grief, acceptance, anger watching me. Like, like the, at first, he thought I was joking. Then he's like, you're going to need another one? Then he was like, dear God. Then he was, like, laughing. Then he's crying. He I think just, I ruined his life. He probably was just, like, just thinking about how much sodium that you put into right. your body. And he's like, this guy shouldn't. Right. He's not going to li- wake up in the morning. And then, of course, the final stage, grim acceptance, where yeah. it was just like, dear Lord, and man. You know, and for what all have those, you done? And for all those hot dogs, he made a cool twelve dollars. I know. <laughs> I, I I I tipped him well because I put him through an emotional journey that I didn't need to. But that is, that is a lot. That's a young man's game. I, you know, I'll never do that again. I'll I, never I, rise I, to that level of achievement. Anymore. I haven't had one in. Neither have I. It's a young man's game. So so long. Young man's game. So Eating long. at night is a young man's game. That used to be like my big vice. It would always be like right before bed. I would be like, I need to eat a burrito right now, like a big one, and then go directly to sleep. Yeah. Because there was a burrito uh, truck that's no longer here, but it was at the end of my street. I'd walk by it every night coming home from a show or a bar. And I, See, I, I'm not a burrito person. I'm Breakfast mm, burrito, sure. Sure. Great burrito. But, but other burritos, LA is more of a taco town than it is a burrito It's just town. like so unruly. Like every burrito that you get <laughs> is just... Unruly. Un- you can't like... It's like, a, it's like a sword from the dark ages. Like it's just so massive. And it's just like, how did you right. kill anyone? If you anyone? can lift this, you can wield yeah, its it power. It is like the Excalibur kind of like vibe. And I'm just like... I look at them. I'm just like... And then like there's like the wet burritos. And I'm just like, you got to eat it with a fork. And it's like it's like deep dish pizza to me. Yeah. I'm just like, just, I, don't, I can't do it. It can it's be just all too over the place. On Hell's, the very good Tijuana style. Uh, pop uh, taco spot right at the bottom of my street. They have multiple locations around the city. Love Angel's. I always get the Al Pastor ta- taco. That's the move. But sometimes when I'm, I think I'm really hungry, I get the Al Pastor burrito. It's too much. It's way and, too and much. And shout out to them for loading that thing up. But like sometimes it's just like it's un, it's it's like I feel like when you I bite even if you bite into it, it just immediately just like sometimes yes. it's just like it just because falls it's too all juicy. Over. It's too it's almost too juicy for its own good. You can't eat that on the street. Tacos are a street food. You eat it, you keep moving. Yeah. Burritos, I'm like, I need to sit down. I need like a poncho. Need, I'm like, in the splash zone. You need, need to dab your forehead with yeah. a fucking handkerchief. Yeah. But l- late night eating, much. I will say though, I don't do it often, but last night I was over in Atwater uh, having some drinks with friends. I was coming back home. And then I was like, 
I'm right next to Hail Mary. I got to get a pizza. Oh, yeah. So I got a pizza from Hail Mary. You know, my favorite. Meatball pie. Very good. Meatball pie. And then I came home and ate the entire pizza and went directly to bed. Wait, you ate the entire (laughs) pizza? Yes. Jesus Christ. I didn't plan on it. I was like, of one or two slices. You know what I thought as a good friend? I was like, I'll save it. Tomorrow I'll see Joel. We can have some pizza together. So you're not a good friend. You saved no pizza for me. Once I started eating it, I was like, God damn, it's so good. You pushed the boulder over the edge. Yeah. Until you fell asleep. But now Crushed I woke up. by your own weight. I woke up and I'm still full. So it's actually a very effective way to get shit done. If you have a lot to do in the day, eat a whole pizza right before going to sleep. <laughs> then you wake up empowered. You're already full. No, I don't have the you time for you breakfast. Won't even, you won't feel bad at all. You wake up I just felt like great. ready to take on I the world. I woke up very full. Zero regret. I, w- <laughs> I woke up lethargic. No, I woke up not having to eat. I can burn this pizza until... You know, this evening, and then I'll have a nice dinner. So yeah, there you go. I, I, you know, pizza for uh, eating a whole pizza before bed, it can raise your productivity by ten to twenty percent. You heard it here first. Folks. Also, maybe a daytime martini. Who am I to say? Who knows? I, mean, I am a sponsored gin drinker, so but you know, not everybody is. But sometimes a, a, a night pizza and a day martini is how you want things. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really eat before. I try not to eat right before bed, but sometimes. Sometimes you just gotta do it. I can't. I mean, like a okay. First of all, not a full pizza before bed. Mm. But like the latest I can like really eat, if I'm like not drunk, is probably like nine. Well, that's like that's we we had dinner and then we went to the Prince and we were drinking gin rickies. But the Prince also has really good fried chicken, so we were like. We should get I some wings. So f- I was so I pushed ate it one over wing. the edge. I ate one wing. We pushed you it over guys the edge. ate a lot more than that. I was just like, I can't. Do- it was, they were delicious Those too. Those wings are really. But I was good. just like, I was so full of lava yeah. bread and yeah. dips and shit, and I was yeah. like, I can't. We I can't pushed do it. This. I can't in good conscience. <laughs> I had to drink. I had to drink a fernet after that. I like for like medicinal purposes. Right, now, right, right. I like fernet, but like sometimes you're like, I need, I need fernet medicinally right now. You, it's, it's, it works, man. It fucking works. It works. I've talked about this before, but when, when I was in Italy and you'd have these huge lunches and huge dinners, I would need Frenet to like keep going. <laughs> and it fucking worked. The Italians know what they're doing. They, they're not going to design a digestivo that does not work. That's true. The Amaro is there for medicine, my it's, friend. It really is. It's there it, to help it, you. It, like I said, it works. You know what might work? Forged gin. We don't know. <laughs> I don't think enough people are like at the end of a meal being like, give me a shot of gin. That's true. Forged gin. And maybe you're gonna, you're feel, you'll feel just as good, if not better. I do like I think I like a, that the martini can kind of be like a pre-dinner thing, or it could be a post-dinner thing. It can be an all. It can yeah. be pre, during, like every. It's an all-time, all-time drink. Okay, I'm gonna make a batch of pre-made, uh, vermouth-heavy, uh, Ford's gin martinis, and I'm gonna keep it in the fridge. All right, that sounds and good. And then, uh, we'll and then maybe see- you'll bring me a slice of pizza one day. If you decide to be a good friend instead of eating a whole one I by yourself was like, after dinner, two slices. And then I was like, I could probably just eat half. And then I is ate two half. slices half. Um, no, it was like, I think it's more like four slices. I think it's like eight total slices. It's not so a you, huge pizza. First of all, right. But eight, you've had a Hail Mary but pie. Eight total slices of any yeah, pizza is too much pizza. Yeah, it went down pretty easy. Oh, it went down smooth. Just like a forged gin. Look martini. how, look how powerful. Bring it back. Bring it back. That's it why you're the professional. I thank you very much. I, I yeah, do what should, I can. We should like, uh, we should do like an ad read. It'll be like, I rem- forged gin. <laughs> F- uh, hmm. Forged mm-hmm. gin. Crafted in England, but. The botanicals are sourced from all over the globe. And I feel like we could do better than that. Yeah, you know? that was that was a that was a swing. That was a miss. But we can do. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get. We'll do. We'll do some content. We'll have the. We'll have some. Uh, some slogans. Okay. Ready how's, for how's them. That? Yeah. A, or a jingle. Ooh. We could write a jingle. Dun, 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 drink Ford's gin and feel real good. Something, <laughs> something, cause you'll feel real good. Ah, Ford's gin. I just, uh, I just keep thinking of the song from The Simpsons where it's which episode is it's like. Do you love dudes? Geese love ganders. Everyone else loves Ned Flanders. Not, Not me. me. Everyone else <laughs> loves Ned Flanders. They actually did some really good jingle. I, I rewatched that uh, 21 short. Oh, that's thing such about a good episode. So they have like a theme song for Cletus. They have a theme song for Cletus. This like dog, you're cool. Just, but it's just like. What, and like they had to do so much in so little time, and it but it worked so well. Like it really did. I was 
I know how much I like The Simpsons. I know how much you like The Simpsons. But like every now and again, I go revisit like a classic episode or just like an episode I haven't seen in a long time, and I'm just like, wow, that shit. How good that is shit that holds show? up. It really does. It holds up so fucking it, it, good. It really, it really does. You know, you used to have a. Um, you and I used to talk about who could eat more in one sitting, and I used to think that I could eat no, with you. There's no way. I cannot remotely no eat way. with you anymore. Yeah. I don't know what happened. And th- this to me. is this is me. You know, I'm in my late 30s. I'm, 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 I'm off my game, baby. This isn't even me at the apex. You ate a whole pizza after dinner before bed. Yeah, well, it was my dinner, really. Was it? It, it was my dinner. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, 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 look at me. Look how robust and strong no, I look you right look, now. You look great. Night pizzas, folks. Yelling about pate brought to you by night pizzas and day martinis. <laughs> <laughs> we are entering the season. That's se- better. We are entering the season of excess. Uh, Carl's just getting a real head start. I'm though. getting a real head start. Getting a real head start. But you know, it's it's bulking season. You don't want to be you, don't you know look like some skinny little waif. Right, exactly. We're we're going into a heavy drinking time of the year. You you want to be ready. Uh, you probably want to keep a pre-batched bottle of martinis in your fridge and just, you know, we're in training. Yeah. The holidays are upon us. And uh, we're looking to a great season of excess. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of um, drinking and cooking at home, as as we are going to be doing for the holidays, uh, I think that was an effortless segue into our guest. Damn right! Should we get him in here? Yeah, let's okay. do it. Our guest today is Randy Litke. Randy, welcome to the show. Hey, hey thank you, for comedian. <laughs> Barista, food connoisseur, tie dye shirt wearer. Great look. Really, I, I just saw. Look. I just saw the Grateful Dead at the Hollywood Bowl this past weekend, and this look right now with the tie dye and the cool hat. You're, <laughs> you're, you're bringing me right back to the parking lot, brother. Yeah, man. Um, how, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, I just. I you talked about barista. I just had a, a coffee a second ago. I'm hoping that doesn't make me too uh, no, You're coming in hot. <laughs> yeah. You know? well, you're I really know. bringing the energy. <laughs> the tie-dye. The, yeah, the tie-dye. with the espresso. <laughs> I know I that know. like you used to work as a barista. Oh, yeah. And now, <laughs> I know you're very picky about the coffee you drink at home. Yeah. So like, what, what kind of home rig are you working with? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of this like perfect at this point in my life, I am picky, but also have forgiven the times that I can't be picky. You know what I mean? Sure. So there's like, like a, a marriage of the two now. But I do have quite the situation at home. I have a home espresso machine that is a brand that like nobody knows about. Okay. But it's a, a company from Los Angeles called Pasquini. Ooh. And uh, I had bought it on Craigslist years ago. We talking expensivo? I think new this would have been like, you know, $1,500. Okay, right. Because yeah. espresso machines are like really pricey. Yeah. Like yeah. the good ones. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's the amount of pressure that a machine can build uh, right. and hold. Mm-hmm. Right. So the You're like, how much horsepower has that rig got, brother? Yeah, yeah. What do you got there? So the, the, for the espresso to pull like true espresso, it's like the combination of the pressure that it creates. Uh, so a lot of these home ones are just, you're just kind of running water. My brother has one and it's like the small one and he's mm-hmm. like, it's pretty good. And I tried it. I was like, yeah, it's not that yeah. Good. there <laughs> it's are not more good. available. Like when I was looking for this, I was like, my options are very small. Right. Uh, the cheapest kind of new machine that would pull true espresso at that point was like $600. That's the thing. They're so big. It's yeah. like, you see like the, like the classic, what is it? Ma- Mazzarocco. La Marzocca. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. like, they're like huge yeah. and not cheap. No, you can 30 grand. Yeah, it's like yeah. buying a fucking car. Right. That's yeah. an investment. That's like a pass down through the family. I know. So you got to use one on Craigslist. Yeah. And it was still like $700. But you're like investing in yourself. You're investing yeah. in quality of life. That's when I was working in coffee and like still excited about working. Right. In coffee. Right. <laughs> so I was like, Ooh, I'll get this. And then I never used it that much like on the daily because I was working on the daily. Right. So it was more of a like, I was learning to home roast in whatever way I could figure out. So it was more of a way that I could pull espresso shots with coffee. Wait, you were roasting your own beans at home? That's how I got in. You got in deep. Yeah, that's how I got in deep. That's how I started becoming a barista because I was a cook. Right. And then I was getting really tired of my current job. You were working as a line cook. 
Yeah. And that's a, as we know, and we've talked about many yeah. times, that's a rough game. A young man's game. It's a young yeah. man's game. It's, right it's a young man's game or a really old man's game. The <laughs> yeah. in between is real. Yeah. It's an old guy game. who's just like, fuck it, I'm still the, on the line. The guy who trained me in my first cook job was that old man. Was, it was like, oh, you wear sweatpants to work. Okay. <laughs> You're uh, missing one, two, three, yeah, four right. teeth. All of his teeth. Oh, yeah, there you go. And Did the, you start at a Waffle House? Was it, it perhaps? No. Well, in Oregon, they didn't have Waffle Houses, but it was a restaurant that had been open. You're from Oregon. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in Oregon. This restaurant had been open since the 20s or something. Oh, wow. And a this, classic. This old man that was like very old owned it, and he had bought it in the 70s, and he had worked there when he was a teenager. Oh, wow. And He's like, were, I've been here my whole life. And there were multiple women that had worked there since they were 15. Oh, and it's one of those places. In their 80s. Oh, beautiful. It's like, it's like those yeah. dudes at Musso and Marge, Frank who's Marge, been there. Marge, Marge, Marge. Yeah, yeah. Nine Marges Marge, here. Marge, Marge, and Marge yeah. here. And Ethel. And she's Margie. in the back. Oh, Margie's a, a young girl. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was like, can you lift this uh, <laughs> You're so strong. And it's like, that's your job. You have <laughs> yeah. to lift it. Why? You know, like, fire her. <laughs> it's like those dudes at Musso and Frank in Hollywood have like worked there for like 70 years. Yeah. And they're just like, well, you're... You know what you're doing. You're, you're, uh, oh, they're buried underneath the floorboards. Uh, yeah. When they go, they go. They go there. This shout out to those guys. Into the floor. When when you were first getting trained by uh, by Toothless Toothless Johnson, yeah, uh, I don't remember his name. Were you like? Uh, were you like, yeah, like I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be like this guy? Like, were you, were you <laughs> no. like, wait a second, I don't want to end that's up like, like this guy? Looking into a mirror from the future. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's. Were you like, I'm gonna make a career in being a cook, a chef? I'm gonna have a restaurant. I, I thought, I kind of thought that, you know, like I had, I had always liked cooking and uh, was trying to teach myself, but I was like, I should get a job as a cook, and the only job I could get was like through a connect. Like my brother's friend used to work at this sure. place, and. Uh, that job led to me being able to get more jobs. But at that point I was like, yeah, I want to, I went to Washington state university and they have like a really good hospitality school. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll minor in that. And then my goal would be to maybe open something, but uh, worked in restaurants all through college. And then kind of was like, I don't think I want to, uh, fully do that right but it was awesome because then you're I like could... let me try something easier stand-up comedy <laughs> uh yeah. another lucrative trade right. that yeah. i can get into well stand like i stand up and chefs are both like you can do both of those and make no money exactly. unless you're <laughs> exactly. the most Beautiful. famous at both exactly. so it's like really stacked against myself yeah. <laughs> whereas baristas are raking it in oh man well i i made the switch because i was like learning a lot about coffee on my own and became like more passionate. And, and at that time, I was like, "There's not a lot of good coffee in LA. It's just kind of." What so, year are we talking? This was kind of before, it was like 2017. It was like we have no coffee shops here. 2010. Okay, things were I starting mean? to. There was like a couple. I was like, "There's three places near me that I would go to. The rest, I'm like, you're not doing it right." Now right. everyone is making pretty sure. good coffee. We got a yeah. pretty good standard of quality yeah. across the board. But I was more passionate about it. And I was excited, and it was like the bridge between front of house and back of house. Where yeah. I was like, "I'm gonna get tips." Sure. I wasn't getting tips. Plus, you're yeah. like, you're yeah. you're a very funny and nice guy. Uh, for our listeners who don't know, Randy looks like he's tall. He's red haired. He has a beard. Yeah. He just looks like a dude you want to hang out with. You can't waste you in the kitchen. No. We got to get you out there in front of the customer. <laughs> yeah, and then just burn that quality completely out <laughs> yeah. of me. Be like, can I have a latte? And be like, this guy put boobs on my latte. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, you like interacting with people. We'll see how that goes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> After five years of service industry. <laughs> That's what made me not want to be a barista anymore. I was like, I can't handle the people anymore. Well, uh, here's the problem. Like, I feel, you know, having worked as a bartender, worked in restaurants a lot, I feel like the people that are coming into a restaurant it's a different vibe if someone's coming to get drunk or get a meal than it is like coffee shops in the morning. People are stressed. They're all caffeine addicts. We're all drug addicts. And they haven't had their like drugs. In and out. In they're and like, out. give me like, my drugs. Yeah. They're on edge. They're, they're going to work. It's a, it's a much different vibe. The morning like side of coffee you know, yeah. work. Does that mean you can be surlier as a barista? I, I, no. I, no, you can't be surly. <laughs> like, cause my, bartenders can be like, fuck you and walk yeah, away. Barista, you got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you could be like, Oh, you're a drunk asshole. Right. Like in bartenders the have a lot of power. Yeah. Bartenders be like, you're cut off. Fuck you. I'm, yeah. I'm, bartenders can ignore you. You know, but like a barista, you got to be on it. Yeah, you got to jump when they I'm say. Imagining jump. also getting like you know, those ridiculous coffee orders too is just oh, extremely no. taxing. <laughs> yeah, when you're in the weeds and then someone orders like something insane, you're just yeah. like, Fuck. something it's, where you're just like, you need to go to Starbucks and just do that nonsense yeah. there. That's why they're there. They're there for that and that reason only. This just what, what do you want? Americano, cortado, great. 
Get out. Yeah. Yeah, baristas are assholes, though. You know what I mean? Right. I, I yeah. Say, they have to be. be but oh, they, I can tell. They, right. They, <laughs> you have to be. It's they to some are, extent. And then there's, there was a whole kind of uh, shift where it was kind of like, why? Let's be good. Like, there's several businesses that- <laughs> Why are we all being Yeah, ourselves? yeah. The let's, 90s, let's 2000s baristas where, like, they prided themselves right. in, like- The being, Gen X. Like, don't even speak the to dis- me. The, the they disaffected had, they had Gen one, X. one nose ring right. and, like, a shave side yeah, of their hair. Yeah. Look, man. They yeah. all loved grunge. Yeah, those I, were the days. I, I fell into, like, hating my job a few times. Sure. In, in the times that I've been a barista. Where sure. at the end, and that's just when you know, like, okay, time to- do something different because it's like half of your job. Like not everyone who's obsessed with coffee is also obsessed with being really great with customers. Right. So you're going to, you're going to meet those uh, people in, in there. But also, yeah, people come in and they're like, I want this. And you're kind of like, I don't want to do that. Right. You. I don't <laughs> want to help you in your life. I don't you want to help that? make I your want day a million better. Dollars. What else do you want? Yeah. I want to make your day Let's worse. Let's be realistic about what you're going to get from me. Cause it's like a, a lot of the times it's a battle of just like, I'm important. So I'm going to make you do something to make me feel right. important. Maybe I'm not important, but sure. this is the one place I have power yeah. <laughs> is over. This and person. as we've covered on this podcast many times, anyone who's shitty, it's like, look, yes, we all we all know that bartenders and like baristas can be surly. You don't know what they've been through that day, but like anyone who's shitty on purpose to a barista or a server bartender, you're a piece of trash. Yeah, you're human garbage. I, I was a barista through the pandemic. Oh my for most god! Of it. So that that kind of I know there were some people that thought, hey, this guy's an asshole, but I was like, yeah, but you're, <laughs> you're wearing eating a mask, you're bread in front of me when you're supposed to have your mask. Right. And so like, I just kind of started hating everything for a a moment. And, uh, that was on me. Is that what I'm sorry. (laughs) And I want to apologize. If uh, if Randy ever wronged you, just send him a self, self address stamp envelope. He will write you a letter. Blanket apology. apology. No, 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 no. I won't do that. Blanket (laughs) apology. Yeah. People would be like, where's the other guy that's usually, you know, like, and you're like, I killed him. He's dead now. It's just me. Do you work? Yeah. What day? What's your schedule? I'm just curious. Is that when you were like, it's time to get out of the game? Um, yeah. Let I, me hang up my, what do you call the thing that you put the ground espresso? I don't even know what that's called. Portafilter, right? Portafilter. Which part? The handle thing that you put yeah, into the. Yeah, those are the portafilter. Time I mean, to hang up my portafilter. But you could hang up your apron too. Oh, that's yeah. true. You wear fucking aprons, That's true, apron. Right? Time to hang up yeah. the apron, the portafilter. You don't want to get so many grounds all over you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, it wasn't. Uh, wasn't a game for me anymore. Sure. It wasn't any game to hang up. It was right. like I have to do this job, right? And that's also, I don't know, my feelings about capitalism sure. plays a little bit of part into my energy sometimes. <laughs> but did that I, like I know you're a big home cook. You're a very talented cook. Oh, um, you. and you know you used to work professionally as a cook, but now you enjoy it at home. Is coffee the same? Where you're like, I can pull my shot in my garage. I can have my fun. I don't need to be like mixed up in the, the industry, <laughs> the capitalist side of it, to just yeah. enjoy it in my life. Has it been ruined for you? No, I mean, like, I, I think with a lot of things in my life that I get really obsessed with, I kind of take it to the furthest limits. So take I, it to the limit. So I'm I, making coffee in my garage. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're doing a montage. So I can you're absorb everything about it and then kind of pick and choose the things that I like the most about it mm-hmm. and then scale back. That's to, a good way to, to do That's a good like, way to be. And you get a little tired of certain things and things aren't as exciting. And then the search continues for other things that excite you. But with coffee, it's yeah, it's just like I have one shot of espresso every day. If I'm on the road or something, it's fun to go to a place that I haven't been for right. and drink their coffee and, and appreciate the things that what, they what's like. What's like slumming it for you, coffee wise? <laughs> like, because you know that you have to. Like, there's certain places that just don't have. Yeah, I was gonna a say. Good coffee place. Let's say you're on the you're road. You doing gas station coffee, or you're yeah. just like bucket, like just. Let's say yeah, you're on yeah. tour on the road with a comic, a guy that you like but don't know very well, and then he's like. All right, Randy, we're heading to the show, but uh, let's we're gonna stop at Starbucks and get some coffee. Yeah. Are you just are you just gonna roll with it, or are you gonna be like, I'm putting my foot down? See, I'm we can't. A, I'm in a place where I I will accept. I mean, I just need the caffeine. Sure. Yeah. And so we're all drug addicts. So there's a moment that happens all the time where you're just like, yeah, I can make that work. But there were times when I was on the road where I would bring my own coffee brewing kit with a hand grinder <laughs> and, a, yeah. and a little uh, ceramic burr grinder electric uh, heater of water that's yeah. small and a little like kettle at, yeah yeah i had oh, the whole thing that. and at the airport they were always like what the fuck <laughs> touch it with bomb paper they're right? like Make you sure know you bomb. can buy this stuff sir <laughs> sir yeah, do you have yeah. a crank is that a hand crank in yeah. there don't worry about it 
See, I have one of those, but that's strictly for camping. Yeah. That's just my. Yeah, I also have camping. one that I use mostly for camping. camping. I use it at home too. Yeah. And get that burr grinder, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Got to crush those beans properly. I enjoyed the process. Now, now so much, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. But I've also kind of just like been around so many coffee people that are still excited about sure. it. That mine is definitely waning. Where it's like, I like. I like the feeling that coffee gets me, sure. and I like uh, how complex and interesting, you know, the whole process is crazy. Right. Uh, as far as uh, you know, comparing people compare it to wine, say it's more complex because there's different, more, you know, has, sure. the farmer has to do a good job. It has to be transported. Right. Single origin. It only grows in places that are where we aren't, so that adds <laughs> a whole different level. Um, yeah, no, no one's getting coffee from like fucking like down this like just like coffee fields yeah, over in yeah. Burbank. Yeah. Wait, are you still roasting your own beans at your house? No, I okay. haven't in quite a That's while. That's pretty serious. But I did that with uh, a home, uh, like a popcorn popper. Your neighbors are like, what is, what is he doing over there? This guy eats so much fucking well, popcorn. And the weird fumes, like coffee doesn't right, smell yeah. like coffee when it's being roasted. It right, smells it's like, like acrid. It's, yeah, it's like, like kind of burnt tires. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah, it's like old tire on fire. fire. Yeah. What, what's ti- old tire fire Licky doing over in his garage <laughs> over there? He's, yeah. It's smoke billowing out. Yeah, it, it leaves a, a smell in my beard for sure. Like yeah. It's one of those things where you're like, oh, I smell like this process. <laughs> well, I know you live in East L.A. What are, what are like your home pro- – like I know you were fermenting hot sauce during the pandemic. Oh, you were yeah. making uh, – you, you're, por- you're smoking pork. Yeah. What, was, what's, keep, what's keeping you interested <laughs> and engaged on the home front these days? I kind of uh, – yeah, I, you know, I, I la- during the pandemic, I started a garden and learned how to grow stuff. And I, Great I move. did Serrano chilies and I – had probably like 15 Serrano plants and I oh. took all the, I let them ripen fully red Ooh. and then fermented it. And I think I just ran out of the hot sauce. So that yeah. was like, that's a, a lot of sauce. Yeah, it was good. Uh, How much did that make? Like it, gallons? No, I, I was like prepared. I had For, like, you had like multiple jars and then you got like two yeah, full and you're like this huh. bucket where I was this like, is, that should be big enough. We'll like, this is very, the no. yield wasn't what I was imagining. No. One, I, one Mason. Jar. I love, <laughs> I really yeah. like lacto fermented hot sauce. And I feel like, it's become such a thing. Like yeah. every hip cafe is like, we lacto ferment our own yeah. hot sauce. And I'm like, hey, I like this. This is a That's, trend that I can get behind 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. It's better. It, I don't it's, know. It's something healthier. about it. It's healthy. It's got probiotics. It's, it tells more of like someone's story. Like every, you know, every fermentation is taking bacteria Speak from on a it, brother. Room. Speak on so it. So it's like, you know, I, I really like things that are uniquely somebody's or yes. your own rather than just doing what everybody else does. Yeah. So even if it's about the same, it's still, it's a more interesting. I mean, that story. was Randy's sauce. Those were Randy's peppers. They were, they were grown at your house. <laughs> Farmer Randy's. Farmer uh, yeah. Randy's sauce. probiotic. Seed. I was stoked about from, it. From seed to one mason jar. Yeah. Farmer yeah. Randy's groovy sauce. <laughs> How much is that hot sauce run? That's a $400 <laughs> Jar of hot sauce. This is single origin East LA Serrano pepper, (laughs) lacto fermented probiotic shit. Yeah. Uh, Well, that's 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 a fun at home project. Yeah, and I I had done the fermented uh, hot sauce before, but with like farmers market chilies. So I was like, that'll be my goal. And in the process, it'll teach me to grow and teach me like how to tend to you know and what what I can. Well, we all know society it it will probably fall sometime pretty soon, and and (laughs) it's looking like it in the post apocalyptic world. The man who can grow peppers and make delicious hot sauce that's a valuable skill in the tribe. That guy's on the team. When the raiders come around with you know (laughs) with their harvesters and their rifles and their Mad Max S spikes, and they're like, we we need we need an offering. You're not giving him the fucking hot sauce guy. He's making everything edible. You're probably eating cardboard at this point. You need to put hot sauce on that. You're giving him the guy who doesn't know how to do anything. Like, take Steve. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> Steve's real Steve's dead bringing way. nothing to the team. Yeah. So give, give him to the fucking it makes motorcycle guy. appreciate a piece of produce. If you, you know, when you go, oh, that only took me four months and I <laughs> right. barely got any. Right. Yeah. Like, it makes you go, how the hell is a pepper five cents? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I just dedicated a whole year (laughs) to these. And then... uh, Well, these people have way better growing techniques and strategies. Bigger land. Larger amounts But I do think there is something, and, like, you know, I think about this with wine. Like, uh, during the pandemic, I went to a winery to help with the harvest for the first time. I stomped on the grapes. I, you know, I harvested the grapes and the vine. And it's just like, just being there and seeing how it's done, it's like, you appreciate the end product so much more. Oh, totally. It's easy to just be like, ah, oh, buy a bottle of wine, buy a bottle of hot sauce. Yeah, this is good. But then when, you're, when you've seen it and you've been there, you're like, someone, someone's took off their shoes and tread these grapes. <laughs> 
You know, oh, like yeah. someone someone slaved over this pepper and these grapes and made sure they were healthy and growing. And you know, it's like just a, a bit better appreciation, really. Oh, totally. With with anything like that, the more you know the process, the more the more yeah. you, well, you know. You just have the final. Like cause I I I did one year of growing peppers and then tried to learn to grow marijuana from oh, that. Oh, yeah. And so That's another great post-apocalyptic Most skill. people don't even experience the plant itself. Right, so, right. And uh, I don't know. It definitely makes you more connected. What's easier to grow, weed or peppers? Oh, it uh, just depends on how good you want either to be. Like, probably, <laughs> I want both to be chronic <laughs> shit. Like, like you, there's more I want both to be heavy hitters with the weed because people can make way more money off of the That's weed. True. So That's every little problem. thing is is all the gears are turned and tightened and you figure out exactly what to do to make it that, that much better. Right. So like, I would say people are growing better weed than they are peppers because with the peppers, it's just kind of like, whatever. Hey, grow a pepper. Yeah. yeah. I want to yeah. talk to an it's, old, it's going to be a pepper. five cents yeah. for a pepper. Yeah. where yeah. like a, a small piece of weed could potentially be $20. Yeah, yeah, there you, go. you know, there's old pepper heads that are like, this new lacto shit doesn't hit like we had it back in the <laughs> 70s, baby. Back in the 70s, it was a new lacto fermented sauce. It would knock your goddamn socks off. The shit this Pepper day. people are intense, though. That's like a lot of old men, when they start <laughs> gardening, they don't go for other stuff. Right. They only go for... it's like right. aggressive. It's right. spicy. Yeah, they're like... Uh, they're the punk, the punk rocks. Zucchinis, like of, that's for ladies. I grow fucking peppers over here. Thing. It's a whole thing. Actually... The macho pepper uh, gardener. There's a cool guy who uh, sells seeds for peppers, uh, Matt's Peppers. I'm going to give him a shout out. Shout out to Matt's Peppers. Shout out to Peppers. Matt's Peppers. Uh, I forget LA exactly based? what. No, no, I forget where he is. But someone had tagged him on uh, Instagram and I found him. So I don't, I don't remember exactly where he lives. But Matt, get at us. Yeah, 42069 at gmail.com. He, he makes crosses of peppers and then sells oh, the seeds. It is like weed. Yeah, and, and he, he works as a... This pepper strain hybrid. <laughs> it's this is, it's this Serrano is dominant. Alaskan yeah. Thunderfuck times Durban Poison <laughs> times Serrano Chili Band. This yeah. will blast your shit out. He, he's great because you, you send him just a little bit of money and he sends you an envelope with a... Bu- like, you pick. And he oh, picks. you send him money in the mail? I love uh, this. Maybe it's... Maybe it's not in the mail. Mail but, me at 20. But he sends you like really interesting things that he has spent time with. Oh, I love it. And just seeds, though. Uh, just seeds. Just, yeah, but it. they're all like hand-labeled. and Each individual seed has a little <laughs> bit, has a story behind it. <laughs> the guy's I love awesome. This. The guy's awesome. Yeah, I would like... Pepperheads. Uh, if you want to have a garden, baby. just be like, send me like a weird mix, and he'll send you like 10 packs of weird peppers. You know? you're, you're a fucking pepperhead, bro. <laughs> you're a pepperhead. I Actually, this year, I grew... Uh, this year, I, I, I focused more on the marijuana, and my girlfriend focused on the other part of the garden. Okay. Um, but I took... Growing uh, cabbages for women. I like to take uh, peppers and weed, you know, the masculine crafts. No, no, no. I, I like it all. I think it's all interesting. But I tried to put more energy into... Because I, I would be like, oh, look, I grew a thing, but I had no connection with it. You sure. Know, yeah. I, maybe I don't even want to eat that, but I was able to grow the plant. So this year, the things that I did grow were... Um, my family's from New Mexico, my mom's side of the family. Shout out to the land of enchantment. Yeah, and my grandparents both passed away last year. And uh, <clears throat> chili ristras are really popular yes, in New Mexico. Yes, those dried okay, chili yeah. ropes you see everywhere. Yeah, and uh, that was something I grew up with. Even in Oregon, we always had chili ristras, and they were usually uh, chimayo chilies. That's okay. the, the type of pepper. It's a very thin-walled, red, ripened pepper, and they grind it up into powder. But they also use them for decorations. They look cool. They're awesome. Yeah, yeah. And Put that around your Christmas tree. I'm baby. saying that's a holiday wreath, a yeah. pepper wreath. Yeah, exactly. And so my grandparents on the their nursing home that they were staying in, they had a ristra on their door. Tight. And I had taken some pep. I got. I have it. Yeah, they right. passed away. I have right. it. It's a family heirloom. And now. I broke one of the chilies open and took the seeds out, and I grew a bunch of. Oh, that's plants awesome. Oh, that's cool. And uh, it, I didn't really kill it in the game of, of growing a ton of chilies, <laughs> right. but I kind of just grew them and saw what, what will happen. Right. Yeah. So I ended up with like four or five chilies off of all these plants and they're, you know, they're probably four or five, six inches and they just turned red. Solid. And I'm, I'm going to harvest them. And I gave my mom a plant 
and I gave my brother a plan. Dude, if you start selling Reese's on the streets of East LA, you can make some fucking money. <laughs> I have to grow a lot of chilies. Yeah. I only have that's true. four or five. That's true. You're right. You're just, but it you got to cool. step up production. It was cool. And actually, I mean, uh, today, my grandpa died this year, or th- today, last year. Oh, wow. So it's like the peppers are fully ready right now, wow. a year later. Jeez, which it's is a great way to, re- it's a great way to remember them. Yeah, yeah. And it's the Day of the Dead. Uh, and that was kind of an interesting Hell thing yeah. for that process, too. But okay. I did that. And I also tried to grow sweet potatoes because my grandpa's dad was a sweet potato farmer. You're continuing the family heritage. Just trying to kind of tap into some stuff and make it seem more interesting to me and and more related. Like, how could I relate to this person who I never met, you know? At one point during the pandemic, I came over to your house and you had made, was it pate? Oh, yeah. Uh, obviously, obviously if there's pate about, I'm, I, I want to be interested and I want to get involved. <laughs> Someone finishes a force meet, Carl just shows up. He's like the candy man. Yelling about pate is not just a name. It's a lifestyle. Okay. And I live it. No, you had posted something on like Instagram oh, I made and you were like, shit. I made too much pate. And I just like appeared at your door. Like, Randy, I'm outside. Yeah. You need help with pate? I'm here. But it was actually really funny because I drove over to your house. Uh, you live in like Boyle Heights, right? Uh-huh, yeah. And then uh, I'm like waiting outside, kind of like a drug deal vibe because I'm in the car. <laughs> I didn't know which house was yours. And then you come out, you like lean in the window. You're like, yo, here's, here's a pate. Here's a pate. I'm like, smell it. Like, yo, this looks yeah. dank. This looks it's dank. It's pure. Uh, yeah, and exactly. Put it on your gums. Brush the teeth. It's pure. Yeah, that was just on a whim. I, I was buying That was stuff. really good, by the way. I, I want to say thank you for that. livers from the butcher because they had them there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Let's do something with those. So Yeah, turkey livers. I, I forgot that it was turkey liver pate. Yeah. You never see turkey liver pate. No, they were just in the butcher It counter. was just as good as chicken liver. It was, yeah. Turkey livers should be right up there with chicken liver. And I think I used, uh, I had this, I don't know if it was pear brand. I think it was pear brandy that I had bought in Oregon. Yes. From uh, McMinimins. Oh. They had a bottle of pear brandy. So Shout out very to McMinimins. Yeah. Pears are very yes. Oregon. So pear I used, cider. used a little bit of that in the pate. Too. Damn. Yeah. I mean, that was that was dank. Do you have, uh, do you have like holiday food plans mapped out? You're a big home cook. Oh, man. You do shit real big. You're smoking <laughs> big pizza of meat. I mean, I know uh, your girlfriend's also super into food. She's a good cook. Like, what's your vibe for the holidays? Like, what, like, do you have, do you have shit planned out? I actually just kind of started thinking about that because we're moving into the season of excess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of, you know, the New Mexico connection is a lot of, uh, the, the food that I grew up on, which, sure. yeah. which is Mexican food, but it's also just like LA's Mexican food. It's different. Did you grow up eating a lot of green chile? We always had green chili. I was like afraid of spicy things as a little okay, kid. We so, all were. We all were. But, we were uh, fools. But I like I like green chili. The things that I ate as a kid were just like pinto beans, tons of pinto beans. I fucking love pinto beans. And uh, I still buy bags of pinto beans from a farm in New Mexico. Um, beans are all hot now. Beans got all hot because of like Instagram and Alice and Roman and the pandemic. But like I've been riding with beans since day one. <laughs> all these people who just jumped on the bean bandwagon. Yeah. Motherfuckers, I, I see you. Up, I grew up on pressure cooker beans. Oh, man. my God. That the sound, best. the sound of like an old school pressure cooker yeah. is like my childhood. <laughs> there's, there's nothing more comforting than just a warm bowl of beans sometimes. Yeah. It's I like will, a hug. It's great. Yeah. Just a hug. And then we would make like a red, uh, using the powder, the chimayo powder, using, uh, make like a chili sauce with like ground pork or ground beef. Oh, hell and yeah. And you just marry the beans and the chili kind of when you're yeah. serving it. Hell so yes. it's a really simple kind of chili bean thing. I love that. And uh, That sounds but, like a perfect like cold night it's meal. good it's very simple uh but yeah so I, I last christmas i tried to cook a lot of my grandma's food i like that because uh, I, I had a feeling it was going to be kind of the last right. christmas that's really cool my, though. My, i was not with my family during the christmas right. meal but i remember but if you cook their food they're there in spirit very intentional about trying to uh cook their food but i i did uh i honestly it's not like a uh holiday thing but it was my grandma would make biscuits and gravy all the time i mean that's a good i feel like that's a great holiday what's more excessive than biscuits and gravy so i tried to make that as much as i could uh that season and then the cook so there's a holiday cookie from new mexico called a biscochito and it's uh it's an old spanish recipe where my where my mom grew up it was uh called espanola and it was like one of a really really old spanish um you know, like the Spanish people moved there. So all the recipes from New Mexico are very Spanish influenced. Um, But the Bisco Chito, it's kind of like a shortbread cookie. Okay. 
but it has anise in it. Oh. Okay. And so people use the seed or they use the extract and like the the OG cookies are made with lard. So that I sounds made great. Oh, hell yeah. That lard uh, and I would grind. So I would kind of to try to layer the flavors. I would take anise seeds and I would toast half of them. Okay. And then I would grind, mix those and then grind. In a ceramic burr grinder, of course. <laughs> and of course. then, uh, so, so I, and I, I, some of them use whole seeds. So I would do kind of like a half grind and a whole and like a fine grind. So you get a little bit of the, the, the seed texture in Damn. it. But uh, they turned out so good. I That's made that them, barista background right there. Yeah. <laughs> I made them like three or four times last year. So I've been kind of thinking like, I definitely want to make Biscochitos this okay. year. Cause that's like all, mostly Christmas, but all holidays. That's okay. a New, it's like New Mexico's official cookie. Right. What about tamales? Cause tamales uh, is a yeah. big Christmas food. I made yeah. tamales last year for Christmas. Oh, you too. did tamales. Yeah, last year. So, and, okay. and I made pasole and okay. I made You're on it. tamales. You're on it. And I, my girlfriend is Mexican and I celebrate all the holidays with yeah. her and her family. Great. I mean, a great, uh, like tamales at Christmas is such a just great, you gotta have, them. you gotta have, it you was, gotta have. It turned out so good. Cause like when, love how often, you know, you buy a tamale, it's because someone cooked it and sure. then held it at Or a man comes yeah. into a bar with a small cooler yeah, while yeah. you're drunk in Echo Park and he says tamales and you say, yes. Yeah. But, but, the opportunities that you have to make a tamale and eat it when it's at its right. prime. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't get that in a restaurant because right. they sit around. That guy's cooler. They, 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 yeah, yeah, the yeah. guy's cooler. It's been sitting in there. Yeah, They're so good. The, but... the meat is like, you know, and, and you have the choice to make the meat. So like braising meat is like my favorite thing. Mm. Like when I cook, it's like, you know, if I'm pressure cooking beans, I'll throw meat in yes. there. And like, just like the perfect Fattest amount of flavor. time that meat falls apart yes. is the amount of time it takes to cook beans a lot of times. So hell yeah. So I get to like basically pressure cook. I much prefer pressure cooking, uh, like a braised meat over just doing it in the oven for whatever reason, just mm -hmm. cause my, I've done it it's so easier. much it's that I've fine tuned it. Yeah. And I'm, I know how to it's fucking faster. do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, do some sort of delicious pork roast and then put it in the tamale well, that, I, I just want to go on the record saying if you make too much food, whether it be pate <laughs> or some sort of delicious meat stew, yeah. and you find yourself at your wit's end, I can't even store all this stew. What, I, I, don't, I'm not, I don't want to waste it. You know, you can just always text me, my friend. I'm there I will. for you. I'll let you know, man. I'm there for you. Yeah. I um, love to. What you're saying is smoking. And that goes for anyone out there. If you've made too much pate <laughs> or any delicious kind of dish, you know, get, get in touch with me and I'll, you know, I, I can, I'll, I'll I, I can make home. a house call. Yeah. I can make a house yeah. call. My favorite thing to do is smoke, like when I run a, a smoke, over the years I've had some different right. smokers, but. You're a big smoker guy. Throw in uh, pork necks. Oh yeah. Like the bones with oh, a little yeah. bit of meat. Yeah. And they smoke up really quick. You don't want to smoke them until they fall apart sure. like you would like a, a roast. Get a little smoke on them. Yeah. Smoke them until they're cooked and then throw them in the freezer. And then whatever you're cooking, you can always. Throw that in. Yeah. So with it's the It's like beans, nature's bouillon cube. A just a pork, pork neck. neck. That's, oh. a, that's nature's flavor and, cube. And throw even, that in. Even if it's not enough meat to make an impression, like it leaves its flavor. Oh, and then yeah. you get to like eat the meat while you're standing over the stove, you know, <laughs> right, once you're checking right. it. That's the but, chef's treat. You nibble on that neck yeah. a little bit. Yeah, because I had spent uh, a little bit of time traveling in the south, and some of the best stuff I had oh, were, man. like, the cheapest meats, you yeah, know, right. like lima beans right. and pork necks. In, yeah, it's, in, like, it's, all, right. it's yeah. all that, like, uh, lay it on me. food so that good. has been made through the uh, ages by the people who couldn't get the best cuts yeah. of meat, but it ends up being the best food. And and that's that. what that, like, like I said, they have the, like, pork spine and, like, chili, and, like, chili verde or yeah. whatever, and it's so it's fucking so good, good. so flavorful. Like, meat as a flavor. Eat it on the spine. Yeah. We that's all great. love, like, I a love big it. showstopper piece of protein that hits the table, and we love steak, but, like, meat as a flavor element is also such a good way to cook. And it like brings that richness and depth to like, you know, beans or whatever it may yeah. be. But like, that's the way to fucking do it. Throw a pork neck in, folks. It's <laughs> a season sure. of excess. Sure. Have yourself a daytime martini. <laughs> you know, you open your freezer. You have your pre-batch martinis on the one shelf. You got your pork necks on the other shelf. You're ready to ride. You're ready for whatever comes next. Yeah. Love it. Um, Randy, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, where are can, you on the internet? I know if you're local, are you, you run a very newly, newly found newly the internet. Yeah. You yeah. just found it <laughs> through years of Morse code. Randy I found the internet. Will be selling his hot sauce in the Vons parking lot. <laughs> no, you can find enough. his pop up. I don't have enough. You, can, you can get a quarter of an ounce for a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think you should make a meat neck stew and just start selling it on the fucking streets right? of East LA. If you can find it for cheap. Like I feel like uh, LA 
grocery stores, some of the, like those type of cuts are hard to find. You have to find kind of a, a dumpier grocery store to right. find pork neck. Or, you know, or like a Rancho Market type situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you're local in LA, Randy runs a great comedy show in beautiful Highland Park uh, once every month it's called Space Babes. Twice a month twice a is month. what we're trying to Maybe not in December, but yeah, twice a month. So if you're Space local, Babes, comedy. you want to see some good comedy, and there's a lot of good restaurants over there. You make it a dinner and a show type of situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was talk about big meats. Like I saw a guy. It's at the Offbeat in Highland Park. Uh, I saw a guy set up across from the Offbeat. He had like a huge smoker. Oh, really? And just like meat hanging from like hooks. Did you see that guy? No. I think it's like barbecue, but it was just like a show-stopping amount of yeah. meat <laughs> on the on the street. And I was just like, this guy's fucking doing yeah, it. Yeah, there's so much. Uh vibrant vendor culture yeah there used to be like two places that had good barbecue in all of la and now like yeah. so, we're in a, we're in a so barbecue explosion pe- and yeah. we will be tackling that at, yeah. at a future barbecue, upcoming episode pizza. peak peak pizza barbecue explosion yeah. um online you are at randy litke yeah l-i-e instagram d-t-k-e that's how it's spelled that's randy litke folks um, find them on Instagram. Just change your last name to like Jones. Well, like, I've, you know, I've been Randy spelling Jones. it Lip phonetically L I D K E Y lately. Uh, <laughs> if, if anyone's in a position to call my name aloud just to save the moment, oh, right, 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 okay. right, right, And yeah. I always would be like, should I just change it to that? But then it sounds the same. But you wouldn't be honoring grandma and grandpa that way. That's true. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, continuing yeah. the family tradition of peppers and the name. Well, it's the other side, but I'll, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's all. It would be easier if I just went with it. But it's all peppers. Peppers is love. Um, follow Randy. He's a great follow on the internet, always posting fun and hilarious comedy and food content. Uh, you can follow Joel at Joel David Miller on Instagram. I am at Carl Hess. Uh, the pod is at Yap Pod. That's Y A P P O D on both Twitter and Instagram. And as always, you can email us at Yap42069 at gmail.com. You know, send in, uh, you know, maybe some seasonal recipes, yeah. maybe your holiday plans. Uh, maybe your thoughts on Joel's new nail polish. You know, whatever you want to do, we're here. Sparkle, sparkle. Um, jump on iTunes. Give us a rating and a review. The algorithm must be satiated, folks. It is an unending soul pit, and it must be satiated. Uh, grab, grab, a, grab a bottle of Ford's gin. Grab a bottle of Ford's gin. Grab Shout out to the sponsor, of Ford's gin. Um, we're going to be looking forward to ginning it up on the podcast. Going to be having some martinis. We're moving into the season of excess. Uh, so, you know, have your pre-batch martini and pork necks ready because it's going to be a long holiday season, my friend. <laughs> We're going to break your poke. <laughs> <laughs> it's bulking season and we need to get into it. Uh, Randy, yeah. thank you so much for joining hey, us. Thank you. Guys, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Go eat some delicious.